a triple A JRPG gets delayed, a triple A JRPG gets ready to release, and tons of triple A news coming right at you on this episode of the JRPG Report. Hello and welcome, friends. It is episode 69 of the JRPG Report. My name is James Fisher. And with an intro like that, you're probably wanting me just to get right into it and ask, oh no, what exactly are we talking about? So uh, the one you're probably not questioning is the AAA title about to release. That is Fire Emblem Three Houses. We've got uh, a couple little things to mention about it. But let's not waste any time. Um, go ahead and have a seat for this one. Better yet, fire up your favorite JRPG and uh, do some grinding. And we'll do some talking and talk about the games that we love so much. And maybe that's why, you know, it hurts when a game gets delayed. You know, we, we look forward to these things so much as a kind of escape from reality. But we're going to wait at least a uh, about a month longer for Trails of Cold Steel 3. It has been delayed to October 22nd in North America and Europe, and our friends over in the Oceania countries will have to wait until October the 29th. Um, <clears throat> didn't really see this one coming, and of course it's not a long period of time. We're talking... Uh, uh, previously was supposed to come out on uh, the 24th here in America, so you're talking just a touch under a month later. It's certainly not unheard of. Um, typically, with uh, games that are, you know, this is not a brand new game. It's been out in Japan for quite a quite a while, so it's a little odd that we'd get a delay over what's, you know, Basically, just got to translate the game and get it get it published out. So maybe it's more of a publishing issue. Of course, this one is going to NIS America. We have well documented the troubles with Nippon Itchy, so perhaps it's some sort of a financial thing kind of push this one back just a touch. To uh, who knows? They're they're not they're not gonna we're never gonna know why exactly NIS America did release a uh, standard <laughs> apology that. Uh, uh, they said, quote, NAS America sincerely apologized to everyone who was greatly looking forward to its release and would like to thank fans for their understanding and patience as the team is working hard to deliver the best possible experience. Again, we're just translating the game, folks. Um, we're not making a game here that needs fine tuning to come out. Um, as <laughs> I'm dying to play this game so so invested in this cold steel saga and wanting wanting more of it so we'll get to wait just a little bit longer again uh that's october 22nd north america and europe will get on the same day now october 29th in uh the oceana country so a bit of a bummer news to start off the podcast but the rest of it's relatively good um quickly there was one other delay and i did see this one coming we we talked a little bit about the uh, free-to-play fantasy rpg caravan stories um it was supposed to come out in north america full launch on july 23rd uh, the beta was actually supposed to start yesterday but that uh, that didn't happen and this game has now been delayed to an unannounced release date 
Um, the game is already out in uh, for PS4 in Japan, Indonesia, Singapore, Malaysia, and Thailand. But the uh, Western release has been um, delayed. They say uh, the developer asked that users wait a little longer as it makes further efforts to improve the game's quality. You know, you're talking about a a game like this. It, it's not not unheard of for delays. Uh, I've been following them on I think face yeah Facebook. I thought it was either Facebook or Instagram, and. I kind of thought something was up because they were posting things pretty regularly and it kind of just stopped the closer we got to um, this release date and beta window. So it was one of those deals like you knew something was probably up and uh, we'll keep you posted on on that one. This was a game I was kind of looking forward to playing uh, with my brother who is about an hour and a half away from me. Um, I've got full, I've got actually two half brothers, one, one an hour and a half in one direction and, uh, one an hour and a half in the other direction. And this was the type of game that would have been pretty cool to, to pick up and play with, uh, with them. Of course, didn't cost us when cost us anything. So would have been, uh, would have been pretty nice, but got to wait a little while longer on, uh, caravan stories. Okay. So that's all the delays. Let's get those out and done. Um, let's talk about the next one, and that is uh, Three Houses, which Fire Emblem titled the latest one in that long-running series, um, will be out in just a little over a week, July 26th for the Switch. And we, uh, we've we talked about the past two podcasts. The, um, they've released a new trailer each week. And finally, the Golden Deer House trailer is out. Uh, perhaps the worst name ever for a house. Uh, who, who, who are you guys? Well, we're the Golden Deer. Oh, that's, that doesn't exactly strike fear into your opponents. But anyway, um, I've got that linked over on the Facebook page if you guys want to check that out. Um, not to be outdone, literally every gaming um, website on the planet now has a uh, We've Played fire animal three houses check out our video um so if you're interested in seeing more gameplay we'll just go to your favorite website um, that covers video games in general be it game informer or GameSpot. i guess there's gamesplain gaming boulevard ign kotaku <laughs> nintendo life even of course nintendo life should have had theirs one a long time ago you'd think they would have access to that uh, each one of them has their own uh thing i was going to link that on the page and i was like well that's gonna be like 10 links well, let's not let's not get crazy here so check that out if you guys are looking forward to that game you don't have to wait too much longer as uh it'll be here before you know it um got some other quick stories to uh quickly hit that oh that's one thing i did report last week we were talking about the nintendo switch Lite, and my bad i said the switch was 250 it's actually 300 you would think i own one i paid money for it i'd remember how much the thing costs my bad so a full nintendo switch is 300 dollars, 299 right the nintendo switch Lite is 199 that does make it a little bit more appealing like I said before, I already have one. They're not appealing to me. Um, so my opinion doesn't 
matter. And honestly, it doesn't really change my opinion because it's not a product that I want. I, um, I kind of like the switch the way it is now. If it was, like I said, if it had TV support, I'd be on it because my Joy-Cons are broke. Like, you can recalibrate the controls, but um, on both of them, they constantly are in the up direction. So if you're playing Mario Odyssey, Mario is always walking. No matter what I do to try to fix them, um, it's not working. Uh, kind of, if you remember back to the, the N64, that, uh, C control stick, it had that same issue that it could get kind of, uh, stuck in one direction or just completely loose altogether. Kind of feels like the same, same problem. Um, and Joy-Cons are crazy expensive. So kind of, uh, something I'm not crazy about having to replace, but if I want to continue to play the Switch, uh, in handheld mode... It's going to be a necessity. Luckily, I have my Pro Controller, and I can play it, you know, talk to the TV, or if I want to, you know, kickstand it, I can do it that way with the Pro, but it's a little, a little disheartening. Anyways, that's out of, out of the way. Um, and speaking of um, Nintendo Lite announcements, there was an interview with somebody that is uh, Level 5's official virtual YouTuber, uh, Denoje Vito. And, um, she confirmed, or at least was saying that she said, quote, on the day Nintendo switch Lite releases, you'll be able to play Nino Kuni on your switch. And later on, uh, and later on the first yokai watch is also coming out. So we would be grateful for your support. So level five has not confirmed this yet. Um, but it certainly appears that they are, uh, working on yokai watch one, that came out for the Switch. This one came out uh, back in July 2013 for the 3DS. Um, so unofficially um, saying that this one was coming out, I, with Part 4 coming out soon, it kind of just makes sense. And we're probably going to see all these games eventually make their way uh, to the Nintendo Switch. It would not be shocking at all. Um, in other Nintendo Switch news... There is a new model coming out. No, not the one you thought it would be, but they have announced an updated version of the original Switch model with updated battery life. Applause for that. Um, original models would run uh, anywhere from two and a half to six and a half hours, just depending on how um, how involved the gameplay was, how much it really made it work. Um, you play a game like uh, Breath of the Wild, it was giving you about three hours in a handheld build before it died. I noticed when I played, was playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it was definitely more than that, but I wouldn't say it was above four hours before you really, before it started beeping at you pretty well to, to, to give it a charge. Now, this updated one claims it'll be about four and a half to nine hours. So, on the low end, about double. On the high end, a pretty good... Uh, improvement to say the least um, they say for example when playing breath of the wild you're now closer to about five and a half hours of uh, from a full charge to depleted on this new model the new model will go on sale in late august in japan in early september in europe release date for north america has yet to be announced i'm thinking that's going to happen so this will replace 
the old Switch model. It's not like it's a, <laughs> a different price point for this new battery. It's just an improved thing, and um, kudos for them for uh, for doing that. Let's take just a quick, quick pause right here for a word from our sponsor, Anchor, and we'll be right back with more news and notes on the JRPG Report. A couple of quick stories to tell you guys about, and these are um, stories that will basically have to be told through the trailer, so I've linked all these on the Facebook page, so if you want to check them out, you can. There is a new uh, Code Vein trailer, and this one's called Invading Executioner. It's the latest character boss uh, to uh, to be revealed, and they say this one's a fluid-fighting uh, foe to be uh, taken quite seriously. So check that out if you're interested in Code Vein um, news and notes before its September release. Um, a the new Tales of Crystoria that's a mobile game now. Um, they had a kind of a new skit that came out at the Anime Expo, kind of saying, "Hey, this game is coming out." in america um wasn't previous announced that that would do that but in this skit between the main characters of uh, uh kanada and masella they discuss a smart go game, smartphone game coming to america and what it takes to win over western players so i've got that uh trailer skit linked on the facebook page as well um Atelier Riza news as we get every week. This is not really news at least, but they did. They oddly, perhaps oddly, but I guess we're going to get something every week until this game comes out. Um, in October, they have released the theme song trailer. So if you are uh, so inclined to check out the theme song Rainbow Summer as uh, sung by uh, Say Sayaka Kanta. You can check that out as well on the Facebook page. Um, I believe that's all the major uh, things to kind of point you in that direction. Uh, we talked about last week the Dragon Quest IX uh, 10th anniversary live stream that happened back on July 11th. And here are some of the highlights from that. We didn't say that there would be any... Um, announcements made and and there was no announcement to be made but they had everybody kind of there in one place uh, including level five president uh akahiro nino hino and so why not um they talked about dragon quest nine getting a uh, remake as is the mo with every game ever made now you must remake it so they would certainly not commit to anything, but it certainly t- seems like everybody is on board um, with a remake. Uh, they even asked what they would like to see, and uh, Hino replied, a Dragon Quest Nine remake with Dragon Quest Eleven level graphics would be amazing. So when you're thinking about this title that came out on the 3DS, you would have to imagine this is going to be a Switch game. Um and while nothing was nailed down, they kind of talked about it would take about a year, uh, a year to do such a thing. So, if you are a fan of Dragon Quest Nine, as I was, yeah, we talked about before, not not blown away, but 
a remake of it done well, adding some elements to it at the right price point. I could be interested in playing it again. We'll just have to uh, wait and see if that is indeed uh, going to happen or not. Uh, oh, so I misspoke. There is one more thing that you'll have to go check out on the Facebook page that I can't really talk about because it's a uh, it's a video. It is the uh, the latest in Square Enix's series of Inside Final Fantasy Development Diaries. This one focuses on uh, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. They feature full video interviews with uh, director Katano and producer Kato. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. Those are pretty cool, kind of giving an insight into some of our favorite uh, games in this series. Um, we talked last week also about the uh, uh, Conception Plus Mains of the Twelve Star remake that's coming out uh, here at some point. And uh, PS4's censorship ban has struck again. Not... Um, not surprisingly, as this game has some uh, some risque elements to it, but they say that uh, during the class mating ritual, the star maidens' dreaming models will appear as blue and purple rather than flesh-colored and will not have detailed facial features. Uh, the animation itself is identical. So the PS4 version will have this. The PC version will not. I'm not going to get too much more into that. Um, I'm not, you know... Not a huge fan of censorship. Um, I understand there's a need for some things, but if in my mind, if you have to censor something, um, it probably shouldn't come out. That's just my opinion. That if it is objectionable enough, then then it probably shouldn't have been released in the first place. So I don't know why. The big push by PlayStation to do this to their titles. Um, but it's just a fact of life. So, just one of those things. I don't want to spend too much time time on that. Um, talking about an old game getting another uh, re-release. That is Harvest Moon Light of Hope Special Edition Complete. will launch on uh, July 30th. Uh, both physically and digitally for PS4 and Switch. July 30th, the company announced. Um, this will include Harvest Moon, uh, Light of Hope Special Edition, and all previously re- uh, previous release downloadable content. It will be $29.99. Uh, if you're a Harvest Moon fan, you can get your fix on here. Not too much longer, just a few more days on July the 30th. Dragon Quest Eleven news. Um... They are gearing up for Dragon Quest Summer Festival 2019. This will take place on August the 3rd. We'll probably have more uh, more things to talk about once that happens, Dragon Quest related. But it appears that Dragon Quest XI's Eric is getting, uh, getting some special treatment. Uh, he's already getting a one-shot manga uh, in Japan. Uh, but it appears that he's going to have... Something more. Now, this is nothing concrete. This is kind of speculation from V Jump, um, but it, if you uh, if you know anything about the Dragon Quest Monsters line, uh, it certainly appeared that the new title on it uh, featured a young Eric and Mia as the lead characters. They were not said to be that. They were just introduced as a 
certain boy and girl, but they bear more than a passing resemblance uh, to Eric and me. It would kind of uh, make sense. So we'll see if that is officially announced at the Dragon Quest Summer Festival 2019. Again, that's happening on October, or I'm sorry, on August the 3rd. October would not be summer. That would be a little... That'd be a little weird. Um, in our Only in Japan segment of the week, uh, we are getting the game, Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Infinite Combat game it is coming out for PS4, Switch, Vita, and PC in Japan on November the 23rd. Uh, we knew already about, well, I guess some people <laughs> knew about the PS4 and uh Vita versions, the Switch and PC versions are newly announced. Um, if you are so inclined to want to play this title, you can import it because it will have English, uh, traditional Chinese, and simplified Chinese subtitles. Yeah. Um, don't know a whole lot about this game series, but with a title like that, it can only be from Japan. Uh, one minor thing and it's it's interesting um nothing nothing our way yet but uh the mobile version of legend of heroes akatsuki no kaseki mobile is coming to the switch this summer in japan developer user joy japan announced and this is an online uh, Story RPG first launched for the PC and later released for Vita and PS4 over there. Um, the mobile version of it, uh, the regular version, was that. And now there's the mobile version that came out. <laughs> um, it's coming out now as an Android. And it will also be out for the Switch. So, yeah, it's just kind of interesting that we're getting all this uh, Legend of Heroes... Uh, trails of this and that, Crossbell, and now this mobile thing starting to come out on uh, on consoles, and that's certainly certainly a good thing. We'll wait and see. I doubt this one makes its way westward, at least not a, right away. We will have to uh, wait and see a little bit more on that, and if it gets a a western uh, name or not, what they're going to what they're going to call that one. Don't forget, head over to the Facebook page. Give us a like on there. Big shout out to our newest likes of the week. We had Stephanie, uh, Sandip, and Stephen all give us a fresh like this week. Do appreciate that, as always. That's the easiest way to keep up with everything going on in JRPG world that uh, we talk about here and has a video or ways to connect with our community. Um... I want to talk for just a minute about mobile games. This is what we're going to call a quick mobile minute. Um, first, I did, uh, when I was scaring on the iPad the other day, I did see that Bow Chasers uh, Night War is coming out on iOS, I think at the 1st of August. And I'm pretty sure it's only going to be 10 bucks. So if you've not played this game either on the PS4 or on the Switch, and you're looking for an on-the-go option, check it out. I mean, 
that's not uh, not a huge commitment, and it's a really awesome game. I think that could actually do okay on uh, on mobile devices if they don't switch it up uh, too much. Um, I've been playing a really interesting little uh, Tom Suck of a game. It's called AFK Arena, and it's got a really awesome art style to it. And it's completely free; you don't spend any money. Um, I am certainly the type of person that I'm not going to pay any type of money for a mobile game, but I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of this one. This one's, I guess they call it a, an idle RPG to the, you know, every 12 hours you can check in, but during that time, your characters are automatically fighting battles. Um, then they, when you check in, you kind of collect all their experience and they can, they usually level up every, uh, every uh, once or twice a day at least at my initial levels i'm sure the further you get into it um the more difficult that would be but i'm having a lot of fun with it it's just a a good way to pass you know a few minutes at the end of the day when you're not doing much else kind of winding down so i would highly uh, recommend it if you're looking for something kind of new and fun and it's not going to cost you cost you much um i am of course, dismayed by Trails of Cold Steel 3 getting delayed, but I'm still plodding through Part 2. You can keep up with that on uh, our nearly nightly live streams or on the JRPG Report YouTube page. You can follow me on uh, on PlayStation. Username is the last remaining. That's all one word. And we can be friends and you can see what I'm streaming and, and get on there if you would be so inclined but of course you can just search for it um later on you don't have to be there when i live stream it i'd appreciate your subscription over there as well i'm i'm at that point and i don't know if you guys get to it from time to time with the games that you're playing um i'm i'm loving every minute of cold steel 2 don't get me wrong i guess i'm just i don't know I kind of wish that I get get it over with. You know, I've played it before. This is the remaster of it, right? And, you know, sometimes when you're playing these games, you kind of just want something new. And I can't wait for part three. I really want to dive into the newness. And I guess things are just a little bit busy in my personal life as well. Um, <laughs> it's going to be sad sound bad but when you get to the end of the day and you're tired sometimes you don't want to sit down and just play a game you kind of just want to go to bed and get the day over with but i'm i'm getting through and i still still love this this game and this franchise i'm just i'm kind of in the lull and i want to play something new and a little bit different um but we'll get there and uh we'll be playing part three before we know it so uh, there was one more thing that I really want to talk about, and I didn't even, uh, I actually did not see this on any, uh, websites. I came across it on YouTube. Um, awesome YouTuber. Uh, his name is J RPG. I mean, completely the best YouTube name of all time for the genre. And, uh, he kind of talked about it for a few minutes and it was, uh, an interview in, uh, Dengeki Online Magazine with uh, about the new Tales of Arise game. Uh, it is with series uh, producer Tamizawa. 
and this was back at Tales Fest. I don't know how this didn't make news. It really makes no sense. And this is a long interview. Um, I don't know. I, I've been actually I've been trying to to uh, link this on Facebook, and Facebook has said no uh, <laughs> a couple times, um, and nothing that we haven't. Uh, already talked about so I guess maybe that's what it was maybe we got segments of it um, come out but I really wanted to talk about um, he talked about something very interesting and so okay he said the interviewer asked him it said it looks like you can go pretty far into the distance there some are wondering if this means the game is open world what's the game's structure like his reply is it's not open world you explore each map and sometimes enter dungeons like traditional rpg we do want to feel like an open world we've made the environments so that you can feel like the world is huge and built into the design we did try to make large maps during development in the game there are vistas that make you wonder when you'll reach something in the distance the other thing in this game is we've tried to have difference in elevation in our environments. The interviewer says, I remember climbing up to reach a treasure chest. He's like, it's not going to be like that kind of one-trick design. There are also fields that look like in the illustration. The illustration was showing um, the one where they're on the planet and they can see um, they are on Rena and they can see uh, Donna in the distance. And it's certainly, like I said, it looks... Uh, Looks like that. Um, he says, uh, the interview asks, so you look up and feel how large the world is? He says that, and also there's a castle in the background. Can you get there, he asks. We we think that kind of discovery and wonder made possible by fields is very important. Tales has always held that as important, but now we can make richer, more immersive fields that give players that sense of never before. We're putting a lot of effort into that this time. Some have taken that that mean that battles in this game are not encounter-based. Is that true? Uh, He says they are extremely encounter-based and last. The preview video probably gave some people some doubts, but the game has encounters. We tried various approaches, but between designing the fields to work well and making the Tales party combat fun, they really didn't mesh well. Ultimately, players wanted to enjoy both, so we used encounters. That's great news. Absolutely fabulous. Um, this is the type of things that we've been kind of waiting and had a lot of questions for, and I'm so glad that somebody finally was talking about it. Uh, he says, We're preserving the traditional Tales quality while creating a unique sense of freshness and mastery. Tales' selling point has been its action-based combat, so we're taking a page from action games. We're designing the battle system for players to really feel like they're making decisions in real time based on their situation and choosing their own responses. The enemies are more intimidating, and the effects are flashier, but their traditional quality is still there. Players on auto can still can enjoy auto, and players who want to master the system can feel like they're adapting in real time. I think it looks great. Um, he says, you were the producer on action games like God Eater and Code Vein. Are you applying that experience to combat here? Like I said before, he answers, it's mostly about that responsive battle idea. For instance, we don't want to be the kind of combat where a gauge goes up based on events and combat, so you fight while watching the gauge. 
We want the players to look at what the enemy is and what they're doing, how they're attacking and choosing how to respond out of all their options. And, and that results in landing a satisfying combo. Responding to the situation, as I see, is a major part of action games and fundamental to the satisfying wheels. Um, interview asks, but the paddles, but the battles are party based, right? Yes. He says, you saw Alpha and Shion in the preview video, but there are more characters. Uh, the interviewer says you can't have tales without animated cutscenes and opening song and skits. Will we see those? He answers. We have been talking about when and how to use animated cutscenes since the start. Uh, UFA table is doing the animation for the game. And I think you'll get what you want from them. On the other hand, we hope from the preview video that you saw how far our 3D rendering has advanced. We're expecting the quality and expressiveness of 3D to change the game's relationship with animation a bit. We've been talking about what the most appropriate place is to use that, which type of cutscene from the beginning of development, worrying if this is a place for evolution or change. But we will not remove animation altogether. That's the tradition we're keeping. So that's definitely some good good news. Um, I will... Uh, scour through this one and see if there's anything else we can talk about perhaps in the next podcast like i said it is a long long interview and i don't want to uh spend forever just talking about um this interview and i'll try to i can't read the whole thing that would be completely boring so i will uh see if i can't find anything and we'll talk about that um next time I think that's going to do it for episode uh, 69 thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast uh, don't forget, this is uh, completely clean. We want everyone to be able to enjoy this. And uh, we want this to be the very best weekly JRPG podcast out there. So we'd appreciate you going on to your uh, uh, favorite place of listening, especially if you're on iTunes, because those reviews matter so much. Give us a rating and a quick comment so more people can enjoy it. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, all that fun stuff. I will truly appreciate it. For the JRPG Report, my name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll see you again next week, but until next time, get back out there and level up.